This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves movies. Yay! Here we are. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is Doug Benson with I Love Movies, because I do. Coming to you from the UCB Theater in Los Angeles in front of a live audience of very nice people who came out, even though it's the holidays, they came out to watch a discussion. To watch a discussion. <laughs> very exciting. Uh, there's lots of great shows here at UCB. For more info, go to ucbtheater.com, uh, because there's no greater gift than laughter. Except for maybe a blowjob <laughs> or a handy. Happy holidays, everybody. Um, I just want to say before I bring out my guest today that uh, Polar Express should not be considered a holiday classic. There are ads out there now saying that it is. Uh, Roger Ebert gives it a thumb up. And uh, I thought it was one of the most horrifying things I ever saw. 
But the main reason you should keep kids away from the Polar Express is because in that movie, a train whips into a neighborhood on Christmas Eve and says, all aboard the Polar Express, and an impressionable child jumps on the train without checking with his parents first (laughs) and just leaves with some crazy conductor to go on a trip to the North Pole. So now anybody could just whip their van into a neighborhood at Christmas time and say, all aboard the Polar Van. (laughs) And that is just not right. My guest today, (laughs) it's always an awkward transition from my opening joke to the uh, intro, and and it'll never change. My guest today on I Love Movies is the co-writer and co-performer of the I Love Movies theme song, but please don't hold that against him. This is the hard half of the musical duo Hard and Firm. Please welcome Chris Hardwick, everybody. Chris Hardwick is here. Get up on that mic. Oh, he's got to take his coat off. There's no coat hanger backstage, and no one is hearing anything you're saying to me right now. In some green room until pot you, smoking there you incident, go. they destroyed the uh, the coat rack back there. I didn't know there was ever one a coat there rack was. here. At By the, the way, uh, I was hearing you talk about Polar Express, and nothing expresses the uh, feeling of Christmas warmth more than dead-looking computer faces. Mm-hmm. Which the whole the whole I couldn't those dead see the, eyes that they have the dead eyes and how the the mouths move and ah 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 like just not warm. There's or, a whole musical number around hot chocolate where dudes are jumping up and down pouring hot chocolate all over the place. It's horrifying. Why? And it's also a very treacherous trip to the North Pole. Not only does he take the kid to the North Pole, they also their lives are in danger the entire time. Like the track is out over a ravine at one point. They got to get going fast enough to jump the ravine. Like these kids might die just that to go see Santa. That doesn't sound like an Santa. express. I thought an express train was like no. A there's to be so many no stops. Time. There's so many stops. That's not an express on the then. Polar Express. It's it's a huge hassle taking the Polar Express. And they get all the way there. They see Santa. Nothing really happens there. They see elves that look like Aerosmith, complete with scarves on the mic stand. And <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. This movie's fucking crazy. What the F? And they're singing. They're, you could swear. And they're singing, and, uh, and, and then they leave the North Pole, and the ride back is uh, takes one-fifth of the time, and there's no danger or anything. Like, getting home from the North Pole is super easy. So the movie has no dramatic arc to speak of, because getting there is such a nightmare, and then coming home is... Whoosh, just shoot right back. Well, now I'm really now I'm not going to see it for sure. Well, now that I spoiled the ending. Now I know he gets home. He totally gets home. I, I thought maybe he because I have I have this whole Christmas theory that uh, do bring it. Well, it's it's I don't know. It, it's just the idea that uh, the myth of Christmas came from um, Chris Kringle was a murderous Viking and was punished uh, by um, the Nordic pantheon of gods to have to bring gifts to the entire world once a year. He was a horrible murderer, rapist. And uh, and see, the reason you think he's fat is because he ages but never dies. So he's just he's basically this skeleton, and he has to pile on all these layers of clothing, and he has demons living inside his ribcage. So it, was, it wasn't really a popular theory uh, when I was growing up, but that's what I always... Oh, you shared this theory a lot? Yeah. When like I, when on I, Christmas Day? Not with my family, but when I was, when I was in high school and, and college, I, I, tried to, uh, I tried to get people to propagate this myth. That that's where it came it's from. Hard. When you're in high school and college, it's hard to be anti-Santa because people still believe They're all him. faggy about it. <laughs> faggy. They're gay for Santa. Uh, what have you seen lately, Chris? Just saw um, For Your Consideration a couple days ago. Yeah, and? Um, it do, I mean, the, some of the... Catherine O'Hara was awesome. Right. I wanted to like the movie a little bit more than I, than I did. Um, 
you really kind of like struggle. You, it's like a struggle now with those movies because there's always there's always going to be good stuff in there. Right. You can't with the people that he gets Christopher Guest gets in those movies. There's going to be a laugh or two, but it's so low key. And so, like, we dare you to not have an awesome time, right? Like, we're so smart that it's like you gotta you gotta laugh on the inside. I just I didn't I think I think one of the main devices wasn't was kind of like tired, which was the whole they're making a movie called Home for Purim, and it's this southern family. They're using all these Jewish words, and it's like yeah, yeah. I don't know if I I don't I, care I, about the South. Or I the even Jews. kind of affected a I don't know. Like I even kind yeah, of yeah. did that in the yeah, process yeah. of shitting on the on the film, but it, it was all right. Um, yeah. I saw, what else? I saw the Marine with John Cena. You who, went with him, or he's in? <laughs> he was the other guy in the theater. <laughs> John Cena, the wrestler, looks like if um, looks like if Matt Damon were exploded in the Body Worlds exhibit. Like if his face were blown out in all directions, he looks like John Cena. And that's why you went. That was one of the reasons. You're like finally a blown out uh, Matt Dillon. The, yeah, you have to see Matt Dillon. The, you have to see the no, no Matt Damon. Matt Damon, not Matt, not Matt Dillon. Uh, that, that'd probably be the Rock, but um, the the Marine is. Uh, I always thought the Rock looked like blown out Rob Schneider, <laughs> like Rob Schneider. Like they did, they did twins too. It could be the Rock and Rob Schneider. Every, we should go through. Every wrestler should be somebody that just got uh, inflated. <laughs> they were somebody else, and they got pumped they up, got, and now really they're big. a new. Character. There are so many. Did you like the Marine? It. No. It was well. I mean, it was fun. It was just like one big like the explosions escalated throughout the film. So there was like a car explosion, and there was a house explosion, and there was a truck explosion. There was a, a whole fucking factory. The whole movie was just full of. And the problem with the movie was he. Well, the, the problem. But he wasn't really a good. Like you're expecting to see this total ass kicking Marine, and he's not a good fighter in the movie. He's just a big guy. Oh yeah. And there's just... never any like he doesn't really ever take anyone down. It's, there's always a struggle. Like it's kind of like real fighting, you know. And again, I want to see like I want to see him like kick someone in half. Like his foot just kind of cut through them like cream cheese, but that never happened. It was. Oh, you mean like how uh, uh, Steven Seagal used to do it? Exactly. Exactly. Because he was kind of a mess too. No, he was. The very Marine reminds individual. me of the, the Marine reminds me of uh, that Die Hard on a Boat thing. Um. Which one was that? You know. Was there actually a, a speed? Was there was a speed? No, on under siege. Oh, under siege. Yeah. Two. Was it one or two? One was two on was train. on a train. Okay. Two was on the Polar Express. <laughs> and they. And one was uh, on a boat. And I, I like both of those movies, but those are the only Steven Seagal movies I, I like. Let's well, see. So we saw Marie Antoinette. Marine Antoinette. Marine That'd Antoinette, where Marie Antoinette was played by a manatee, <laughs> and uh, just spends all this money and. Uh, how was that? I, you know, it looks like it's it's like a music video. Like it's it's just that sort of um, kind of like Lost in Translation, where you're like, oh, this is gonna be the thing that drives the rest of the plot. Nope, wrong again. You know, like there was no, <laughs> just a bunch of stuff happens and the movie's over. So it was. It That's was, what I liked about Lost in Translation. Actually. Really, I did. It was pretty. It, it was pretty to look at, though. Lost in Translation just very much mirrored my experiences in Tokyo, shooting with, a commercial with in Japan. Twenty-year-old girls. Yeah. Um. But uh, Kirsten Dunst was. I was delightful. trying to make a joke, but it didn't. Wasn't one. Well, that's not a weird thing, though. But like for a comic to be away into in Japan, yeah, with a twenty-year-old girl doing comedy in Japan, <laughs> things are really going good for me. <laughs> if you just thought that seemed like a normal thing that I would I don't, do, I don't know what you do. Comedy, Maybe the marijuana logs. I do Japan. comedy in Japan. I, they, I don't even bother to change it into Japanese. They just think it's funny. Well, because it's Western, they would probably be into it. You should do the marijuana logs in Japan. All right, good idea. So 
Thanks. That's the show. No, this is the holiday episode. We're just getting started. I made a list of... Uh, Your you favorite act- holiday movies? Well, I couldn't remember... I did give you an assignment to come in here and tell me some of your favorite holiday movies. Well, I made Let me a run list through of mine first. Movies. I'll run through mine first, and then we'll then we'll go through and I'll explain why You're yours are the wrong. Host. Uh, my three favorite holiday movies. Did you make three, or do you have more than three? Oh, I have a whole list of, okay, uh, of holiday movies here. Are some of them naughty and some of them nice? Yeah. I liked. Uh, <laughs> I checked it twice. These are my three favorites: Die Hard, the original. It's on your list. Good. Yep. Miracle on 34th Street, Ooh. Natalie Wood version, not John Hughes version, and uncolorized, and Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Die Hard isn't really a Christmas movie. <laughs> that's such a horrible. That's a good. That's that's good. I, Philadelphia has uh, been my go-to lately. Whenever people are talking about Christmas movies like, or just anything like, you know, anything but the AIDS genre. You know <laughs> the AIDS genre. Anything. Uh, I've got you walking a blockbuster. Excuse me. Where is your AIDS? Where's section? the AIDS section? And then you put on some glo- rubber gloves. <laughs> you have to step over a bunch of uh, discarded syringes. <laughs> okay, so what? Those are my. Th- those are two of my favorites: Die Hard and Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I really don't like too many Christmas movies because they're just so. You don't want to see them any time of year but Christmas. Right. And then even around Christmas time, you're a little overloaded with the Christmas bullshit. But to be an actor in those films, you know you're going to get some sweet residual check come oh, February yeah. or March. I uh, like the TV stuff the most. I like Rudolph and... And like uh, the Santa Claus, the Pete year without Miser, a Santa Claus and all those. Uh, Scrooged, I thought, I really enjoyed. Really? You but thought I, you enjoyed it. You were wrong. Well, I haven't seen it that since I was awful. in... Uh, Oh Maybe in college, God. but it's I, so I, rem- bad. I remember. But it is watchable. It's very watchable, in spite of how awful it is. Because Bill Murray is almost always, you know, watchable. You're well, like, you you're just like shat all over. You're like my sitting first there the choice. whole time, going, "That's Bill Murray." You've snowed. It's, it's it's the best movie that Bobcat Goldthwait was in. <laughs> so that's a that's playing a nice playing thing. the character of. Uh, no, it's not Bob the best. He's got better movies than that. Better Off Dead was kind of a Christmas movie because it took place at Christmas. There was snow on the ground. There, it took place at Christmas. <laughs> There were skiing scenes. But it took place at Christmas. There's a whole scene where he gives his, his girlfriend a, a Christmas What does the paperboy say over and over again? Two dollars. Two dollars. That's right. I just, I never, I could not, I didn't like a single Is Savage Steve. Is this where you invite Steve. people on and tell I them how like you hate I didn't like any Savage Steve Holland movies. I did like not like One Crazy Summer. I loved Better Off Dead. I, right. I, I, really I know. I, Brian Posehn loves it. I know a lot of really smart, funny Normal seeming people that love and Brian Posehn that love Better Off Dead, and I can't stand that movie. I hated it even when I was a kid. All right, wow, <laughs> Kitty needs to scratch. It's, uh, it's just awful. Gremlins was a Christmas movie, kind of. Huh? Let's see now that's that one good. okay. That's, that's on my. That's in my top three now. Edward Scissorhands was a Christmas. I didn't really like Edward Scissorhands that much, but it I, was interesting because um, Anthony Michael Hall was like unrecognizable. It's like wow, when did he become That a was big kind buff of the male weirdo. version of like when it, whenever there's a young actress and she's a, she's a child actress, then she'll do a sexy movie to show like I'm an adult. Like that was his like I'm not a nerd. I can beat nerds asses. That's how much of a nerd I'm not. There's a trailer for a new Christina Ricci movie. Have you seen that? Oh, with the Sam Jackson? Yeah, where she's just in a, like a bikini the entire time, and yep. she's and she's also like beaten to a bloody. Getting pulp. in, he's just throwing her all over the all over the ground. And yeah, stuff. that movie looks hot. I did not even recognize that it was that it was her. I know that's at the end of the trailer, like Christina Ricci, because she didn't what? have that cute little pumpkin um, 
Uh, yeah, she's always had a giant head and big eyes, like a keen painting. That uh, what's his what's his name? The Yoshita the, Nara, the Nara, like those Nara paintings. The Japanese artist, Yosh, what's his name? Nara. Yoshitomo Nara. That's right. <laughs> wow, you got a lot of Christmas movies. I, I still want to talk about Gremlins a little bit. Oh, you do? Yeah, I like. You it. You sure you didn't want to talk about Mr. Magoo's Christmas special? Chris oh, Columbus. Chris Columbus. You're an iron. He should have made Gremlins and then stopped. You think so? That should have been the, uh, it. But he did. He uh, shouldn't have been allowed to make another movie ever again. He did Harry Potter though. <laughs> the first two. Yeah. The bullshit. What ones. you can't see right now is Doug is making a sour face as though oh. he has eaten something. I you know? couldn't stand the first two Harry Potters, and I love the next two. Yeah. They had to get Columbus out of there. Well, I just you and I aren't seeing eye to eye on a lot of stuff. No, I, wrote I, down, I, I agree with you about Gremlins. Stop I'm just it. Saying we just don't agree. Why can't you agree with shitty. anything? Um, did you know? Whatever they, the next one is, I'm going to agree. No, you're not. Well, I don't agree on what this is one. It? It, I, you don't agree with yourself? No, I didn't. I didn't know that they made a uh, Christmas Vacation Two, Cousin Eddie's Island. Do you know how they made that? It's what it said. Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, Christmas Vacation Two. It's a. It's a like a branch off of a sequel. It's like a sequel prime. Like it doesn't even. It's a. It's a Randy Quaid pri- movie. A Randy Quaid joint, I think, is what you were reaching for. Yeah. Yeah. Because Chevy Chase was just way too awesome <laughs> to be in Christmas Vacation Two. Because honestly, in the back half of Chris of Chevy Chase's career, Christmas Vacation was his best movie. Hmm. You think it was better than the original Vacation? No, no. I'm saying in the back half of his career, oh, in the, in the, like in the, when the, in the down, af, you know, like after Spies Like Us, when it all went to when shit, the, when the pain pills started yeah. eating away. The when comedy. it all went to shit, the Vacation movie was at least still kind of funny. He pulled down that one ladder and it hit him in the face. That was funny. Um, and Randy Quaid was out there with the RV and the uh, shit flying everywhere. That was and there funny. was a squirrel in the tree. And Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus played the next door neighbor. She sure did. It was angry. Um, Doesn't Deck the Halls just look like that movie over again? Well, they, I mean, every every year now there is now a, a squabbling a sub, a, neighbors in the a, suburbs. It's, it's a subgenre of Christmas competition movies, like Jingle All the Way, or and they even turned uh, they even turned um, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas into one of those movies. Like the like the Who's were all into having better displays on their houses. It's like Ron Howard and Jim Carrey totally missed the point of fucking. Someone told me that it, how I, the Grinch. Because I, I didn't see the Grinch, but they said that there was a Who key party going on. There's a Who key party at one point. Like, haha, get it? They're all putting their keys in a bowl. Kids That's love it. Awesome. And then there was. Uh, Do you think they have all uh, the Who's were assholes? And it and at the end of the movie, it takes the Grinch showing them what the real meaning of Christmas is. <laughs> It's crazy. Maybe it's a weird window into Ron Howard's soul. Uh, I think it's more into Jim Carrey's, but uh, I'll give you that, too. The number 23. (laughs) It's a new Jim Carrey movie coming out. Oh, really? Yeah. Where he sees the number. You love movies and you don't know about this? Mm -mm. I love movies that already are out. All right. It's coming. And you look back on this. I don't love future movies. What if I die? I won't even get to see it. (laughs) What is this one? Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. But then oh, I he, wrote that might down, be a... he wrote down PT and A. Well, on a note card, I was like, I that Harper Valley that movie? Harper Valley PTA was a phenomenally Christmas delightful romp. But Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That was a Thanksgiving movie, wasn't was, it? They were trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Right. Was that it? Yeah, I don't maybe, remember. Maybe that was it. They were trying to get home for something that was else. When the, that's when John Hughes started to lose it with, with me. Um, that, that one. Uh, Elf, I thought was all right. <laughs> I wish that movie had a question mark in the title. Elf? Elf? Starring Will Ferrell? The actor? Yeah, I thought that one was overrated. 
All right. Well, I just made a list. I just found a... What's her name, though? That's Zoe Deschanel. There's nobody cuter. She's a hot little potato. She's adorable. She's great, on, she's great on weeds. weeds. Oh, my God. She's, she's so hilarious. good on weeds. I was sad that they didn't introduce her character until there's only like four episodes left. Well, it's coming back. Dexter Wait, Home is Alone it. is on here. Did you say that? Oh, no, I didn't. Home Alone. Yeah. Well, I just mm. said it now. I, I got I, I to gotta say, <laughs> I though. Got I got skills. Oh, yeah, Home Alone. I got to say, I kind of enjoy the Home Alone movies. <laughs> You're a softie inside. I like Brenda Bluffin with all the pigeons in the second one. That was oh my God. Uh, Was it Brenda yep. Bluffin? No. It was that other fat British lady. Brenda Fricker. Fricker. You're thinking of, uh, you're confusing Home Alone 2 with Secrets and Lies. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Tompkins came back this week to heckle from the audience. He loved it. He comes to the show. He was in the neighborhood. He lives close by. It's a wonderful life. What kind of cliche answer I is that? I literally just went to a website that had holiday movies because I couldn't think of any. I just wrote down all that. Oh, were on you that wrote website. down names. These aren't yeah. your favorites. No, no. These are just uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. That's a great movie. Well, uh, but Arrested Development used the Vince Guaraldi Charlie Brown oh, Christmas theme. It's a great effect. Oh, it was so phenomenal. With Michael Sarah walking with his With head everyone down. being dejected throughout the. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, that was really funny when they did that. It was. Did that not sound sincere? That was really funny when they did that. God damn it. It's like. Jesus, I wish Paul Tompkins was still my guest. Last week was so much fun. I don't know where you end and the sarcasm begins. It's You're like doing it's great. so hard to tell. Well, see, that sounded sarcastic. Now, let me ask you about you, the movies you've been in. You've been in some great Christmas movies. You were in House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes. Now, when you were on the set and board, did you actually count them? Were there a thousand? <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Terminator 4, Rise Machines Rise. That's right. That's what, what I like to call it. I, 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 play, I play the guy that come out and says, Now rise, machines! <laughs> no, you played second engineer. Engineer in number two. Movie. According to IMDb, it's second engineer. Fuck, man. Now I got to write those pricks. Yeah, you got to set them straight. Straighten it out. Now, why didn't you assassinate Arnold when you had the chance? Because <laughs> uh, he was constantly surrounded. That would have been so great. He really was. I, 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 he had his makeup done in the trailer with everyone else, but he was constantly surrounded by a wall of people just laughing. I mean, it was literally like that cliche, that <laughs> 50s cliche of everyone going, ha, 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 good one, Mr. Schwarzenegger. Like, it was, he was <laughs> surrounded by people laughing at everything that he said. But uh, he seemed like an okay guy. I had no idea I was getting my makeup gun done next to, the, our, next to our next governor. That never entered into my noggin. That's what I'm saying. Why didn't you jump into, uh, you know, they didn't really have a Because you will have machine. to send me back in time to kill him. That's right. That's right. That's that, how That should have gotten more. I forgot how that worked. But my favorite Chris Hardwick role has to be arson investigator in Johnson Family Vacation. I was so cut out I of that I haven't movie. seen it. I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen it either, but I was, I was, just I was cut that, out of it. I was just trying to be mean. I do get the occasional $17.14 check from uh, uh, DVD sales, though. They still have to pay it, even you're if you're not in the movie. You're absolutely not in it? No. But you're, is your name in the titles? No. Because we went through this with Wayne Fetterman a couple weeks ago. He got completely cut out of some stupid movie, and uh, they send him checks, too. Yeah, you still get checks. So that's Period. pretty awesome. He was, and he was sitting there going, why would they send me checks if I was cut out? I was like, but why would you but say also, that out loud? It's also that moment where you see that it's, you're getting a residual check, and you're like, oh, I'm going to take a vacation. $17. And then you... Yeah, then you're like, <laughs> you're like I'm going to take a vacation. Oh, Johnson family vacation. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we play the Leonard Malton game, two quick things. Have you ever worked with Alec Baldwin? No, but I, I wish to Christ. I, well, my, I'm my so in love with, so with, with William Baldwin. Right now. William Baldwin. 
Boo. Well, don't get the sourpuss again. Don't, don't whip out second best Baldwin on me you know when what, we're talking Baldwin brothers. But, but think about this. Alec Baldwin, though Alec Baldwin has always been delightful, he has really come into a whole new level. He's insanely in, great in, in, right now. In recent, in recent times. The Departed, Running with Scissors, 30 Rock, Thir- he's amazing SNL, on 30 Rock. everything he does, he's the best thing in it. Yeah, he's... He's, he's so good. The, uh, the, I love the, him. What's the movie with uh, Will, B- Bill Macy? William, William Macy? Bill Macy. Oh, Fargo? Yeah, no, the one where he... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's technically the, correct. That's the movie yeah, with William H. Tracy. No, The Cooler. He was really great in The Cooler, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best thing in The Cooler. I thought that was overrated. All right, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are the toughest customer. You're not just am, a tough customer. I love you movies, You are superlatively Chris. the toughest customer. I love them. I fucking love them. I had to grip my mic with both hands just to address how tough of a customer you are. Do you want to ask or be asked on the Leonard Moulton game? Um, I would like to be asked because I'll, All right. I don't care about the clues. Oh, oh, shit. I'm going to try to pick out a Christmas movie if I can find one fast enough. Let me see if I can find one. Um, Leonard Maltin's. Leonard Maltin's Guide to the Movies. We do this Indispensable. At the end of New York Post. Oh, okay. I got it. I, I have to tell it. you that Paul Please. S. Tompkins and I uh, and our girlfriends got together and we were renting a movie and we went to the <laughs> movie store and Paul pointed out a movie and I fucking wish to Christ I could remember what it was, but the review on the front from the newspaper just said in quotes, Looks great! <laughs> I can't. Do you remember what that movie was, Paul? No, Daryl Hammond was in it. Daryl Hammond? <laughs> he's in a movie? I guess he's been in a few. All right, here we go. Uh, let me see here. Okay, I'm going to list the names from the bottom. Do you want the year first? It might that might give away a little bit too much if I give you the year. Well, start with the. Let's start with the with the the low end actors. All right, low end. Teddy Moore. <laughs> I uh no. Okay. Scott Schwartz. Scotty Schwartz? Is this the toy? No. No, you're too far in the front of the book. Don't see that's a cheating thing to do. I do it all the time. Who said? You look and see where part of the book they're in to get the idea of Scotty Schwartz was in the toy and then he went on to do porn. Right, but what did he do before the toy? Oh, uh famous scene. Was it Kidco? No, he was probably he wasn't that too though. Where they turn manure into a million-dollar business? Mm-hmm. No, this is the Christmas movie. Oh, it's a Christmas in, movie. Along with Ian Petrella, whoever that is. Mm. Melinda Dillon. It's the only time those two names appear in that book. Darren McGavin. That sounds like a made-up name. And the lead actor, P- Peter... Darren McGavin? Kolchak, the Night Stalker? It doesn't sound like a made-up name. Who are you? I'm Darren McGavin! Like, it sounds like someone... sounds like Patton making up a name. <laughs> Patton Oswalt? Patton Oswalt. Is not in this movie. Peter Billingsley. Well, it's a Christmas story. the lead Christmas story. Now you're acting like, oh, sure. Well, you... <laughs> Fucking Scotty Schwartz gets his tongue stuck to a pole, which would have been... If, if, you're, if he's going to go into porn, they should have made a movie where a strip club was very, very cold. Or they made it... Or a girl got her tongue stuck to his frozen dick yeah, because well, they were fucking in a freezer. That'd be Seth great, Seth Morris, too. the artistic director of the UCB Theater, mm-hmm. just told me that someone... In Name a, and title dropper. Um, did someone... Uh, that's right. That's going to... Score me something, but the uh, that, that someone just bought the Christmas Story house somewhere in the Midwest and completely remodeled the house exactly the way it was in the film and lets people come come over uh, during the holidays. And you you walk in and go, wow, this looks like just like in the movie. And then that's, well, yeah, that's but if you it. live in Ohio, that's that that's, that's pretty know. exciting, I guess. And then Jaws comes out of the bathtub when you're riding by. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was just in uh, Amsterdam and. 
I went to the... Uh, Whatever Aunt, did you do there? I went to the Anne Frank house. <laughs> I went to the Anne Frank house, and now, like, on the upstairs window, there's, like, a red light above it, and there's a girl standing there in lingerie gesturing for you to come in and have sex with yeah, her. Yeah, she's hiding from the Jews. She wants you to <laughs> help her out. <laughs> <laughs> if Anne Frank had had a red light and needed some help, she would have... How crazy would that be, though, if they just totally did that? <laughs> Instead, it's like a totally respectful tour that I did not take. Because <laughs> I, was, I was... When you're high, that is a real... That's a real... The Holocaust brings you way down. Really? You don't just groove out on it for a while? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to say this in the last episode, and I'm going to get killed for it, but I'm going to say it now. If you haven't already, listeners... Go Tucker's to, Bail Bonds. Go to handheldcomedy.com and sign up for the Laugh Bank. What what bail bonds was uh, sponsored the team in the original Bad News Bears? Oh, it was... Um, uh, was it like Fazio's or... Chico's. Chico's. Uh, the Laugh Bank is our version of a frequent flyer program, but you don't get anywhere. Check it out. What? I don't... I'm sitting in front of you and I don't understand what it is. It's a thing I have to do every show now. Well, we keep selling it like that. I sell the crap uh, out of a, it. It's a chore. I don't, I don't just walk through it. I sell the crap out of it. <laughs> Go to the laugh bank. Sign up. Is it, so it's supposed to be a fun there's, bank. It's like a bank, but there's no, there's no lines. Or laughs from the way you're describing it. I mean, it should no, be... You get, to, you, you, know, you get to hear all the great podcasts that they have. Oh, 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 oh. They've got see, Paul Goebel's got a thing about TV. I don't know where he got that idea. I don't know. He's like, oh, Trying you love movies. New. I love TV. <laughs> and um, now, what is there any crossover stuff. when, when Part, a film, Pardo when a movie, been, but when a movie goes to TV, do you and Paul then? Uh, butt we heads? should we should get together on that. But Jimmy Pardo's been on my show, and he has a very funny show called Running Your Trap or His Trap. Whose trap is it? Whose th- trap is it anyway? I think it's just a general running of a trap. Okay, but he does that on uh, on handheld, and there's a few other shows too. I don't even have time to listen to my show, so I really don't know what I'm talking about. Well, you're experiencing your show, unless you want to listen to I it totally back. I totally am. And I don't, I don't peg you as the kind of guy who listens to it back and goes, Mm-mm. why did I say X when I should have next time I'm going to... No, they're like, just... they're like, we can edit out parts you don't like. I'm like, just run it. Nice. <laughs> I don't give a cock. <laughs> All right. I think we did everything we need to do. Chris Hardwick, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, you Doug You were Benson. awesome. That was a good one. I appreciate it. I, I don't... I don't uh... I maybe Mike Furman can come back sometime because he. I thought about having the two of you together. Well, I know he would. I know he wanted to. But what's he's he doing a, right now? Is he busy? Okay, good. Then he's not slighted. Then tell him I wanted him to. But I really just asked you. He went out of town to get a free car. What? His girlfriend's brother-in-law was like, "Nah, I got this. Uh, I got this Volvo station wagon. I'm not going to use anymore. Do you want it?" And, just, and he has to drive it back. Yeah, but free from car where? from where? Seattle. Shit. Free fucking... It's like the third car Mike's been given in his life. He's just a guy that people are like, hey, you got a nice face. Have a car. Like, he's gotten three cars in his life that have just been given to him. I Somebody asked me, they said, if you if you come out to Virginia, we have a hot air balloon that you can have. Is that like a hot air balloon? <laughs> it totally is. It runs on fucking, hot R's. Well, fin- finally, now we have something that we can edit in this show. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. Thank Thanks you. for coming. Until next time, this is Doug Benson saying, Willem Dafoe is a shithead. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves...